Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Hi. Welcome to the debut episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. This is your host, Jordan Baylor speaking, and I already know what you're thinking. Nah, not another guy with a podcast. Um... It is another guy with another podcast, but this isn't your typical podcast. This is the type of podcast that I wish I had when I was younger. What we're going to be covering on this show is we're going to I'm going to be reaching out to influencers, people in the business world, people in the entertainment industry, people behind the curtains, behind the scenes that are making things happen, closing deals or helping deals get closed. And I want to show that there's a lot of opportunities that aren't in front of the camera. There's a lot of opportunities for growth, a lot of things. Uh, People are needed in many, many different places. And I hope that you can manifest the life. On this series, we'll be bringing people who inspire me, have inspired others to create and chase after the life they want to manifest in their own lives. I was reading a quote the other day from Jim Rohn, and it once said, if you don't design your own life plan, Chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they'll have planned for you? Not much. And with those words, I bring to you the show, Offstage with Jordan Baylor. On today's episode, we'll be speaking with a man named Jesse Young. Now, Jesse Young is a guy I met when I was 20. I turned 30, November 30th, 2019. Uh, So I've known him for a decade. Jesse is an anomaly. He's one of those guys that can pretty much create anything, do anything creatively, visually. His, his, his talent is visual arts. So anything visually, if it looks good, he can do it. So if you show him a photograph and you say, hey, Jesse, can you do this? Or how, is, how do you pull this off? If he doesn't know, he's going to figure it out and bring you the results and be like, hey, that photo you showed me, here's how you do it. A website. He's a master web designer, master web builder, master video editor, master audio editor. Creatively, there's a lot of stuff I don't know that Jesse can't do. Jesse Young has always been a businessman. And with that entity, he's taken his talents to creating his own business so that he can be the master of his own future. He wants to create a huge network where his content is distributed on his own platform. That's what he is. He's a man who is in charge of his own future and hates to be dictated to someone else's terms. That's where Jesse thrives best, when he bets on himself. Currently, Jesse Young is working on a platform called a Mexum. Now, Mexum is a mix of a masterclass meets black history you didn't know that you needed. And he's launched it for six months, and right now it's slowly ticking up, but it's thriving nonetheless. If I know anything about Jesse, I know he's going to turn it into a much, much successful, an extremely successful business that allows him to live the lifestyle he wants, which is a lifestyle where it's passive income. He creates the content he wants. He does his websites. He does this. He does that. And he also has time to raise his family. When I caught up with Jesse, we spoke about what it takes to run a business, grow a business, work ethic, and much, much more. So I bring to you today the COO of Amexum.com, the CEO of Present the Vision, 
a multimedia company based in Houston, Texas, Jesse Young. This is episode one of Off Camera with Jordan Baylor. I have the amazing, fantabulous Jesse Young on the line. He is CEO of Present the Vision, which is a multimedia company based out of Houston. They've worked with all types of big brands, Microsoft, every any company you can think of. Pretty much they've done videos for, they worked with. And he also has a new venture, which he's venturing off to into. It's uh, called Amexum. It's... A the simplest way to put it is a masterclass for inquiring minds. So if you want to be enlightened and um, have your mind spiritually uh, heightened, that would be the easiest way for me to tell you. He's COO of this company, uh, Amexum. He's chief operating officer. See, see this nice acronym. <laughs> so Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, so first off, tell me, man, what is Amexum? Uh, Amexum is a streaming platform that we're building. Um, that we got. We're in alpha stage. We're about to go into beta. Proud to announce that. So we're going into that that next stage. Congratulations! Um, it's a streaming platform where we provide um, modern. We provide ancient solution for modern problems. And so that that covers everything. I mean, you hit it on the nail, everything from spirituality to health to um, just your day-to-day life hacks. Um, you know, we look back in time and we see that ancient forefathers, they had the answers. That's why we were who we were. And so how do you get back to that? You got to get back to that mindset. You got to get back to those same teachings. And so um, that's what it is. Like you said, it's master class for, um, for, modern, uh, for ancient solutions modern problems Hmm. so So what about that interested you and made you want to just dig deep and 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 choose that as a uh business to uh you know dedicate your life towards honestly (laughs) like i I care about that stuff but i don't know if i care about it enough to be like i want to help others (laughs) how much time time do we have (laughs) (laughs) Um, no well the short end of it yeah like you say personally i've dedicated my life to it um, to you know, uh, to more science. You know, I'm a member of the More Science Temple of of America, and with that, you know, once you see what it does for you, what it can do for your family, and what it does for humanity, you know, that's the main purpose is to uplift all of humanity. So once you start seeing what that does, you you want everybody to have it. You know, it's like good food. You know, it's good nurturing food. You want everybody to eat it. You see everybody eating crumbs. You're like, no, take this. This, take this, this make you learn. feel good. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, with that, you know, of course, my background, it was it was a no brainer to say, "Whoa, the world needs this and this platform. This is a way to get that out." And so, so your um, background, I, I didn't introduce you, I guess, properly to the audience, but your background is um, technology and and multimedia and visual, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, so correct. You ha- you have a deep, deep. I've known Jesse for years. He is one of the if he shows you something visually, it's going to be like so on point and it's going to look like a studio put it together. And Jesse's like covered in sweat with eye bags. <laughs> underneath his face. And Jesse's going to be like, no, man, I just did that last night. Like, so, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that's pretty accurate. See, so, so Jesse has a uh, mode and a train of thinking to where uh, he can make um, a $3 budget look like $30 million. Like I'm not even joking. Like it always looks beyond top notch like a level above that and it's it seems like he's a one-man team 
And I just want to ask, like, when you took on this project, how did you uh, build the team around it so it wasn't such a heavy workload on you? Well, yeah, gratitude. I mean, that's the mindset is to say, well, wait a minute. You know, it's one thing to do um, work for the, for our clients. You know, we might have two or three people depending on what's, what's the project. But then when you turn around and say, okay, well, wait a minute, we want to create an entire platform. We want to create a master class. We want to create a Netflix. <laughs> when you say that, you say, well, no, I, I can't do that by myself. That, <laughs> it's, it, it, it'll happen, but, you know, I'll probably be 95, 100 when it, when it finally comes to play. And so with that, um, that was the main thing was finding the right people that that was already into, you know, the the, the topic of more science or things like that or ancient science and um, ancient science. We, yeah. But you and, don't necessarily have to be because I've personally taken a class and I, I don't I'm not of the Moorish belief, but I, I learned a lot. You know, it was about uh, I think it was teaching me about Abraham Lincoln and, and, and it was teaching me different facets of history. Yeah. And yeah. it was teaching me just theories I had never even I didn't even know to think of, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like yeah, it was such a, a wild theory that had like factual basis. I was just like, what, you know, like it was, so it was, it was, it was different. That would be like the perfect word I would put for it. It was different. And I felt enlightened at the end of the course. Yeah. And yeah, I'm one of those people who constantly, I'm always taking courses. I'm always listening to podcasts or something. So to kind of stumble across your content is, is honestly a breath of fresh air. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Moore's, Moore's history is world history. So um, once you start really seeing it, then you'll you'll see every aspect of humanity is always Moore's history, more science is out of play in it, uh, whether we do it or not. And so that's why wow. you know anybody can connect with it. It doesn't, you know, whether you're Asiatic, European, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a human being on this planet, um, you've been touched by more sciences in one way or another. Ah, that's pretty deep. Yeah. I did not know that. That's something I did not know. Yeah. And so that's, you know, to answer your question, that's how when, when you start to see this, then that's when you say, well, wait a minute, let's see if there's a market for this. Let's see if there's an audience for it. And, uh, you know, when we did our research, there's a huge audience for it. Huge so for it. Yeah. Uh, is your audience mainly people of the Moorish faith or do you just people that just want to learn stuff? Or, you know, what's your audience? Oh, no, no, no. So when you really, I mean, when you look at when more science, um, one thing that we're taught is that, you know, we, we, how can I say it? What's the best way to say it? You'll be an editor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I'm trying to think how to say it. Oh yeah. So one of the things that we're taught is that we honor all divine prophets and that includes Buddha, Confucius, um, any divine prophet in history. So with that being said, more science, uh, Buddhists can look at, uh, and, and and get into more science and really see the connection and say, whoa, wait a minute, they can actually learn from it and grow from it even more in their in their faith. And um and that's in religion. You know, that's if you go with spirituality or religion. But then like you said with history, just you know, there's there's two parts to it. There's the spiritual part, which is divine creed, and then you have nationality, which is everything else. It's the law, it's the history. It's what makes a person a citizen in America? You know, it goes into a lot of things that really um, that our people here in America miss and that we don't know about and that we that we need. And so, long story short, when you start seeing your connection to Abraham Lincoln, not just in theory, mm -hmm. you see historically, bloodline, you know, there's a lot of things that comes in play. And then you can start seeing what Abraham Lincoln really was doing for you. You know, mm -hmm. what did he try to do? What did he attempt to do in history? Um, you start getting a clearer picture. 
And that's just with Abraham Lincoln. I mean, you have the so-called founding fathers. You have a lot of stuff. The U.S. Constitution, all this stuff applies to us. We just don't know it. We don't see it. And um, that's what more science it opens your eyes up to that. So how many people, like, when you first thought, did you originally think of this idea? Like, how did it come together? Um, me, me and the um, CEO, Ryan Smith Bay, we were in Chicago for, um, at the convention, a Moorish convention in Chicago. Um, and, you know, when, when you go there and you're around a bunch of Moors and you're actually starting to see this, you know, this, this bigger picture of what's going on, yeah, yeah your brain, my brain started racing. And I said, whoa, you know, just what I told you earlier, the world needs this. They mm-hmm. need to know this. Um, and we need to be able to deliver it to them in a, in a dynamic way that they can learn on their own. And then eventually, if it's something that they that they want to dig deeper into, you know, there's means to do it. But at least online, this needs to be represented. And, um, you know, me and, me, and, me and Smith Bay, we talked back and forth for a long time. And then finally, we, we started making the moves to actually pull it together. We looked at the technology. What's available? What do we need to do? What do we need to create? You know, what, who, like you said, what team members do we need? Who, who to keep people we need? Uh, how do we market this? Um, how many people are on your team? Like, say I want to, I want to, you know, launch my own masterclass, you know, platform for how to podcast. Uh, how many, how much content do I need to launch to like, effectively have a rounded out mm-hmm. course? Like, how much content should I have? Or? Well, it depends. So we're learning a lot. Um, you know, to to give you an example, this is my this is our third. Pro, um, this is our. No, we're working on our third um, platform. Okay. So, you know, Maxim being our second, um, and we had a a, a Tai Chi platform before that. And so with that, at each stage, every month, <laughs> you're learning something new about what you should do, what you shouldn't do, when you should do it, when you shouldn't, uh, to be more specific. Um, to answer your question, too, when we look at um, how much content do you need, our first our first mentality and what we normally do, and you know this, George, is we go ahead first. We say, oh, we're going to do this big, huge, humongous amount of content. We're going to put it out there, and the world's going to love it, you know? Yeah, uh, it's gonna go viral. <laughs> That's always the same. It's gonna go viral. No, we didn't. We didn't else we, gonna love it? <laughs> no, we didn't trick ourselves that this time. But you know how it is in the past. Like oh, it's gonna yeah. go viral. It's gonna go yeah. viral. Once yeah. the internet sees it, they're gonna yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna put internet that. sees it, it's like <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, they don't. They don't see because it it's so much because it's so noisy. It's yeah, so, so noisy. Yeah. And so the good thing is we didn't go into plan with going viral, but we did have the the, the thought process that. We need a ton of content to um, to get where we where we want to go, and in some senses, that's that proves to be true. Um, what we're learning now is to just go in, of course, work on building the audience first, build and nurture that audience before you really before you ever ask for a dime. Build the audience, nurture the audience. That the audience once they know and they trust you, and they know you're constantly delivering to them on a consistent basis. And they know you will continually do it. Then they'll take a, uh, I'll, I'll say it this way, they'll take a bet on you. They'll take a chance on you when you put a product in front of them. I love that. I love that mindset. So you said build an audience mm-hmm. and maintain consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are two huge things that like you can apply to pretty much anything in life. Mm-hmm. So I, I like those concepts. What did you choose to start with to, to start to earn your audience's trust? 
is my question to you. With the maximum, it was just that it was a ton of content. But what form is it? Emails? Was it uh was it email list? Was it a Instagram post? Like what was it? Yeah, it was videos, and then we 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 just we spread them on on Instagram, Facebook. Um, later on in the game, we started with YouTube. We should have started with YouTube. Well, no, we did YouTube, but we didn't push it to the forefront. It was kind of like, oh, okay, you yeah, put it on YouTube, whatever. Where did you um, find traction? We found traction with Instagram. With Instagram. Yeah, we found traction with Instagram. That's where our largest following is. But then we had to create that product because we're pushing a product to them. Coming soon. So you guys started. Coming soon. Product. Coming soon. Wow. So you guys started without having the product fully finished, huh? Yes, we started without having. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. If you can create the product quick enough. (laughs) I've heard about people pre-selling courses and making like Mm a quarter of a million dollars or like half a million dollars selling something that does not exist because they want to know if people even wanted it. Exactly. Yeah. So is that that kind of where you had been because you had launched products before that that, nobody wanted? Well, yeah, that was the concept, except we should have, you know, looking back at it and in the future, the way we are going with uh, other projects is that, like I said, we build the audience first. That's how when you do a pre-launch on a product that you never built, you can bring in a quarter million. You can you can bring in that amount because you already have a hungry, thirsty, trusting audience already. Now, do you but, have like a um? I guess uh, we didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they, were, they, like, they were they 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 were like, whoa, this is cool, but they wanted it now because we were saying, hey, it's coming. It's coming. And you just started just from trial and error, huh? You yeah, we started from trial and error. Yeah, we yeah. trial and error. I, I freaking love. I would trade. I would trade for the world. Of, yeah, yeah. You're a doer. You're a yeah. doer. Yeah. Okay, so going forward, do you have like a, um, I guess like a metric where you would figure out what your audience is going to be? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like going forward, because you said you're going to do a third platform and you're not entirely sure what the platform is going to be or who the audience is. Do you have like a way to figure out where your audience is? Oh, well, we know. So <laughs> we have a list of platforms that we're, you know, in the future that we're going to work on. And um, what we do is we do all those metrics first. We look at what's the audience? What are they looking for? What do they want? Who are these people? Where are they? How can we actually get to them? I mean, there's huge audiences that we just might not be able to reach because you might have to physically be in front of them. And if we're not capable of doing it, then we kind of push that audience to the side for right now. We push that platform to the side. And we look at who can reach digitally right now um, with the resources that we have. And then who has the largest audience and who's easier to reach? Who has the less? What, um, what markets have the least competition? You know? Or when we look at the competition, can we say, man, there's a couple of advantages we can take that they're not to to, to get in their market and get a good foothold. And so um, I can't, I can't say what the next platform is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, did y'all still decide? Oh no, we decided. Oh, it's firm. I just can't say. I'm not. At liberty. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. As, okay. A, as people say, I'm not at liberty. I'm not at liberty right to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll just have to, you know, watch and see what your moves are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it'll be plain once you see it. You're like, oh, okay, gotcha. Where does your work ethic come from? Is it like passion that drives you or is it just a strong will to like once you start something, you're like, I got to see this to the end. I don't care if it's garbage. It's just going to get finished. Like what, what, what is it? What is it's it? That of, drives you? It's kind of all of that, man. It's it's, you know, it's the satisfaction of getting it complete. And, you know, also um, I'm sure you've had this where you have you have a vision, you see something in your head and 
one day you get it done and it's exactly what you what you saw in your head. It's exactly that's literally never what happened to me. Did. It's literally well, never. It, well, <laughs> okay, yeah, I was gonna add on to it. Has, it. has it came out better than what you expected? Yeah, it has come out better. It has come out better. It's, but it's it literally is. never come out exactly. Like I was like, oh man, it's more than you could ask for. Let me say it that way. Yeah, it's, okay, when, yeah, when you, that's when true. You, put out, you said, whoa, I came in with this and I got that and more. Yeah, that's true. um, you know, that happens a few times <laughs> for you, and so that that's one of the things that drives me to say, hey. Let me just do the work. Let me do the work. Let me do the work. And then if I do my part, you know, everything else is going to do its part. Everything else is going to line up at some point. You know, if it doesn't line up, hey, maybe I didn't do all my part. Let me go back and see what else I can do to, to make it better. Um, and that's the other part of the, the work ethic is knowing that it's not a one shot. It's not a one shot thing. You know, uh, even with the content we put out for Maxim, for example, we put it out knowing that we're going to we're going to turn back around in three months and update that particular series that we put. It's not just done. Once we put it out, it's not done. It's not over. Uh, we're going to go ahead and and, and rework it, rework it. Uh, I'm trying to think of a term right now. You're going to edit it, so that's cool. Um, it's not intervals. Um, iterate. There you go. So we know that when we put this content out. We're going to do iterations of it. You know, we're going to, we're, it's a combination between the Apple and the Microsoft approach. You know, Apple is going to take their time. They're going to take their dear time, which is good because most of the time, that means when they, when they finally release it, whether it be three years, 10 years later, <laughs> you know, it's going to be pretty solid, you know, and that's why they charge you. That's why they make you pay for that. That's why they tax you. <laughs> that's why they tax you on the front end. But then with, with Microsoft, you know, generally their approach is, once they see a market and they had a product, hurry up and get it to the market as quick as possible. Give them something. Give them the, the, the minimal viable product, MVP. Give them that. Let them play with it. They're going to tell you all the problems with it very quickly. <laughs> so Microsoft is listening very intently. And then a week later, they're going to put out the patch or they're going to put out the update. Yeah, They're, they're, doing, they're, they're doing iterations. And so we kind of do a combination of that. Hey, we're going to put our best foot forward. And then once we put it out, we know. Be ready to turn around and do uh, iteration. So that with that, it makes it a lot easier because you're not worried about getting it perfect. You're going to put everything you can into it. Once you get it out, sit it out, let the world play with it, see what your feedback is, and then go and improve on it. Just finish it. Every, but finish it. You got to. Just finish it. I mean, God, dude, that's, that's like such a good – Yeah, that's <laughs> literally the, – it's the hardest, but it's also the part that you have to just – Get to the end. Just get yeah. to the end mm -hmm. and, and release it. You can always update it. That's the beautiful mm -hmm. part about what you just said is you said, just get it out and you can always go back in and add iterations or update it. Or, you know, it's like, say you release a film and it's a piece of crap, but you release it anyways. Release the director's cut. Just update it. Quickly. You know, quickly. Yeah, <laughs> if it's, quickly. Bad, if it's quickly. that bad, just update yeah. it. You know, I mean, I know, I know yeah. maybe, maybe a film is a bad, bad. Uh, no, it's true. I mean, you know, you see it. You see it a lot. But you can do it with songs. I mean, hell, Kanye updates albums all the time. Like, oh. all the time. Like, I never hey, heard yeah. of that because it wasn't I like, never heard of that. Oh. I never heard of that. But then times are changing, man. Technology is here to allow you to have that access to even uh, update it. Exactly. So I think exactly. that is a brilliant approach to to, to work ethic and, and, and focus as well. Yep. So... You're like really tapped in and you're always, it seems like you're always reading something. What stimulates you? Like what stimulates your curiosity? 
just in person, just personal, or are you talking business-wise? Because those are two different, you know, I, 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 I compartmentalize and I put them in two different compartments. Give me both, I, I guess. Give me both. Um, so personally, you know, I'm really into, like I said, more science. You know, that's that's life. Um, and then, and so from that, though, there's so many different books, so many different things to listen to. A lot of esoteric um, books, lots of um, lots of history. Uh, man, one of the things this is gonna sound like the nerdiest thing in the world, but <laughs> one thing that I look at one of the one of the tools I use on a daily basis is a dictionary, a Merriam-Webster dictionary, and the etymology dictionary. Wow, why? Why is that? Uh, you can get lost there. Uh, so you can get lost just in the words. There's history in the words. So, um, so you just be reading the dictionary? <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, in essence, yes. But <laughs> what you do, Jesse? Oh, I'm just Come reading on, the man. dictionary. You supposed to let me make it. I prefaced it, man. I said this is gonna sound real. <laughs> I'm just reading the dictionary. I'm done, man. Just reading the dictionary. No, 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 no. Example. Um, what's a good example? Um, I'm trying to think of one that's not too far out. Um. Uh, so do you read it so like you can increase your vocabulary? Is it like a word of the day type thing, or is it? No, 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 no. I got it's time like, to go to M's. Like, let me I, crack yeah. open the M's. Well, okay, so let me back up. That's one of the things. This one thing I've learned. If you had any time, like I have a, uh, a friend. She's Filipino. She's from the Philippines. She she did not know English, but growing up, she had to learn it. And one of the ways she learned English was that she literally carried the dictionary around with it. It was in her backpack, and she said that was her main book that she would read. Because anytime she ran across a word or somebody would say something, she goes look it up and she makes sure she mastered that word that day. And so I come to find out a lot of people that, you know, where English isn't their first language, they literally read the dictionary from front to back like a book. Wow. Yeah, they so read you're it. trying to like I never your thought vocabulary. To well, I haven't even committed to that yet. <laughs> you're still in the A's? As, as, words, <laughs> as, words, <laughs> as words come to mind, I say, man, let me not assume what that means. We're going to look it up. Let me look you, it up. You do always say that, though. Let me look about, it up. You do always, let me look that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I and, just thought and, you were being a troll. Like yeah. when you, <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you just really like to look That's stuff up. That's why I get off the internet, man. I don't want people to think I'm trolling, man. But no, no, no. It's, it's, to me, it's fascinating. Like, I'll, I'll use the word. Um, um, man, I don't want to use that stuff because it's too, to me, it's too, it's too esoteric. And I was about, well, I was using, I was using an example. And you tell me now, nah, Jesse, find another okay. one. Right. But so like one is, a simple one is breath. Okay. Breath. What you mean? No, no, I got a good one. Man. Man. Man, hold up. Man, hold up. M-A-N. When you look up man, first you look up the dictionary, of course, it's going to say referring to a male, a male human being. That's the, that's the, 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 the temporary, the modern definition of it. But then man also has deeper meanings and, and actual older meanings you know the true meanings of the word and uh, so man when we start looking at man man actually uh, man actually means mind and man actually has nothing to do with male or female or anything is mind and so when i look at and so when you start thinking of that and of course uh, what made me look at that up was the fact that that's in more science you know we have a we have a, a morris quran and in the quran it states man which is mind you know, it just slides that in there. Then it goes and explains a whole bunch of other stuff. And I said, well, wait a minute. What do you mean man, which is mind? Never so heard man that. is not even necessarily gender of a dude, like a swole ass buff dude. 
It's not that, necessarily that. It's just somebody's mind. That's yep. That's a modern thing that society is kind of made, kind of warped. Yeah, you know, which which is why there's the word male and female to designate. You know, physically, what kind of man is this? Oh, this is a male. This is a female. You know, and so something like that. I mean, and then that's just in the dictionary, and that's just the definition. If you go look up the etymology, which is that shows the history of the word. Oh, okay. You know, crossing different, spanning different languages, cultures. What does it mean? And you can actually trace back and see what that word meant at certain times. Um, I'm not even going to that, but that it points back to mind. But then it, it gives you this whole different aspect of the word. So now when you hear it, you hear it and you say, "Man, I wonder when he said mine. When he said man, what did he mean?" You know, you might hear you might hear um, you know some comedians say man, and then you might hear. Uh, Obama say man. And when you hear it, you say, well, wait a minute, Obama. You meant you mean a buff man, a male, like you just said, or do you mean mine? What are you referring to? And, and Does Obama case, use double entendres like that? All the time. Well, yeah, he uses words. And, you know, This is English language, so it's uh, called the fork tongue language. It means you yeah, can say a word is, and it uh... have multiple meanings. You can say one thing and mean a different way. So, yeah, he does it all the time. They all do it. You know, They all do it. Code. Yeah. And it's important, yeah. And that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but but that's you know that's that's but th- that's how your brain kind of goes down the rabbit hole, and that's what stimulates you and 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 kind of makes you curious. Yeah, yeah I just kind of yeah. want to know how you think, you know. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you did answer takes, my question. Yeah, 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 and that takes that takes you all the way, you know, like you said, that rabbit hole or that journey. Um, so that's 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 one thing I do on a daily. You know, I'm always looking at words and seeing what they mean and trying to get better understanding of what's going on. You know, what is and what's the truth. Wow. And it. It's in words. That's one of the ways you can you can find the truth about something is in the words. Stop assuming what a word means. Look it up. You'll be surprised what you find. Wow. Yeah. You're gonna make me carry a dictionary now. Well, Hope I, mean, I don't get shoved one. in the locker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get in the dweeb. <laughs> well, you got one in your pocket, man. Yeah, I got one. You, phone, I know you, you got one on you. I mean, you have a phone, you have a dictionary. You I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna take you out to lunch, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, "Oh man, I can't find my my wallet. I, I need a dictionary." And you're gonna be like, "I got you, fam. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. Here it goes. Got you, fam. Here's a wallet." Since starting this venture of a Maxim, how have you learned to like uh, improve on your weak spots? Um, or have yeah. you just like let somebody else take that over? Or, you know. Well, I mean, you know me. I'm hands on on everything. You know, especially if it's something new, you know, even if it's even if, you know, me and you are working on a project and it's something that you have to learn and grow with. I'm going to learn it, too, out of my own curiosity. You know, I want to help and I want to understand what's going on, too. So uh, one of the weaknesses that uh, me personally that I noticed that I had was with copywriting. You know, we had a conversation about this a while back <laughs> and I was like, Jordan, I'm going to start writing. I'm working on writing. He was like, no, nah, bro, don't write. <laughs> Do the video. <laughs> And I was like, I, I was like, just it. focus. You can find I, so yeah. many people out here that want to copyright yeah. or that, you know, you can like get proficient at it and have them punch it up or something. Mm-hmm. But I was like, dude, like 
you're just just focus you yeah, know what yeah, i mean because yeah, 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 yeah. i know how you are you, you know yeah. what i mean like you you're gonna be like i'm gonna go copyright school and then i'm gonna get great at it and then yeah because i know how you are like you want to be like the best at whatever it is you start like you cannot you can't you're like me you can't handle being trash <laughs> at a skill like you have to be at least three or like from a skill from like one to five you have to be at least above a three yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I mean, you I can't read to... one or one point five. You're like, no, I gotta read books. I'm gonna read books. I'm gonna read the dictionary. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. No. Really. Yeah. And, and but that's part of it. You know, for me, I just knew. You know, I figured, hey, that's a skill. You know, I'm always looking at building skills. What's the new skill? I used to laugh at people. I used to laugh at people that say, oh, I want to be a jack of all trades. I'm a jack of all trades. And I used to be like, <laughs> you're a jack of all trades. You're an ace of none. You know, I used to say that junk. Because I mean, you've seen a lot of people that are literally aces of none. So yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, the people that that I've heard have always said, "I'm good. I'm a jack of all trades." Like you say, they're not even a jack of all trades; they're two or three of all trades. And so, you know, I would laugh at it, but now I get it. You know, as a, as a grown, so, mm-hmm. okay, it's important. The more skill where we're going in the future, mm-hmm. the more skills you have that you're proficient at, the 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 better off you're going to be. You know, it's not just about knowing, you know, one trade or anything like that. It's about the more you know and the more you're good at, the more value you bring to yourself, to the world, to companies, uh, the better off you're going to be. And that stands true for me to this day. The more I learn, the more I grow, the more more opportunities I, I find. So, so you yeah. copywriting. I'm nowhere in that master. I'm nowhere no, in that master. But... I'm just, you know, I'm just learning and I'm learning some tricks. I'm learning it tricks. It forced you to become proficient at it, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Enough Email writing, copywriting, long Email. form copy, all that junk. Or all that all stuff. Of, it's junk. It is. All that junk, man. Um, just learning it and how to, how to actually use it, you know. Um, and, because, and the one thing I looked at, you know, we talked about it. I was like, well, you know, for, for a long time, I've always written scripts. You know, I've always written copy in a sense, but mm-hmm. I've ran across so much stuff where, you know, I know the tricks. I would know the tricks of the trade and I would come to a landing page and I know, hey, I already know what they're going to ask me to do. They're going to ask me to click on this button, put my email address in so they can start spamming. me. I know this, but every once in a while I run across something and it's so good. I'm like, I know what they're doing. But I gotta give them my email. I need that, whatever that is. <laughs> and I know I don't need it. <laughs> they did such a great job at, at selling it to me. Let me. And so I tell myself, okay, Jesse, do it, and just you know swipe everything they do so you can learn from it. You know that's how I started. And then before you know it, I'm like, okay, let me really start learning. Um, how 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 does that happen, Jordan? You know how does it happen where you know the ins and outs of what's happening? You know the trick, the illusion has been put in front of you. And you still and you get still go to it. It's like a it fish. Happens. It's like it's a fish a... that knows. I know that's a hook. On yeah. a worm. That's not even a real worm. You can't stop I know it, it, but I have to bite it. You have to you... bite it. Yeah. That's I, so true. And I turn around and say, you know what? I want to learn how to fish like that. Mm. I need to learn how to do that. If I can do that, you know, that takes everything, videos, web design, um, UX design, anything I do that takes that to another level. You know? Um, and so that's 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 part of the journey. That's one of those things, like you said, one of those weaknesses where I say, let me work on this. Uh, and of course, our whole team is working on it um, so that all across the board, you know, we become better writers. We become better script writers, email writers, uh, copywriters. We become better speakers. You know, if you can if you can form phrases and, and, and thought 
in words on paper, then the more you do it, you start naturally speaking that way. No, I, I got one for you. Don't I say it a lot, and I get tempted with it a lot, and I have to always tell myself, "Oh, you're new what this is. Don't fall for it." It's sometimes it's so easy to to market and reach out to an audience in a certain way, and you know it's going to get you a bunch of followers. It's going to get a bunch of email subscribers, or it's going to get you a bunch of whatever. But if you still talk to the audience the wrong way or you're giving them the wrong thing, that's not true to what your product is, in the long run, you're going to lose them. You're going to waste your time and energy. And, um, you know, uh, I, I use the example we all know in this where you go on YouTube and you see the thumbnail and it's some amazing thing that you've never seen. Then the headline says something. And you're like, that's too good to be true. Click. You know, the clickbait. And you click on yeah, it. Yeah, clickbait. And then you watch it. And before you even finish it, you look down and you see you know, it has a million views. It has, you know, a thousand thumbs up and it has, you know, 900,000 thumbs down. And he's like, oh, they got me. They waste, they just wasted five seconds of my life. You know, some people still watch it. Some people still watch it. But at the end of the day, whoever's doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. they're just going for the numbers. It's a special spot in hell for them. (laughs) It's a special spot. It's special. That was for the clickbaiters. (laughs) You click, go here, go now. Go here. You're a yeah, 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 yeah. You were you used to work for BuzzFeed, didn't you? Yeah, go yeah. over there. Uh, <laughs> and, and so the thing is, like, you know, when, when you look at it, it's tempting. It's tempting to know, man, you know, I can say something a certain way and put a certain image up. And I know it's going to get the volume, you know, that you desire. But then the reality is, no, you have to stick true to what, what you have and what you're doing. You can't. You, don't be the clickbaiter. <laughs> don't do that. Don't. And, you know, really... Because if not, I, I'll give you an example. Um, long time ago, I don't think you worked on this. We worked on a movie called Border Break. And with Border Break, we were looking at marketing. You know, the movie was almost done. We're like, what scheme can we get together to get people excited about this? And one of the ideas was to do an iPad giveaway. IPad so, okay, giveaway. Yeah, iPad giveaway. We had one of the actors, his brother, um, you know, was really, 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 really invested in his, in, in, the, in his brother's acting career. And he's like, you know, what can I do to help? He's like, I mean, you know, I got some money I can help, you know. And it was like, man, can you buy us an iPad? He was like, oh, yeah, I'll buy an iPad. It's not a problem. Yeah, what you need? And so we thought about it. And then the uh, smart thing is we asked a couple other um, film friends that we knew. And one of our friends, Carlos, he just said, don't do it. He's the only person that said don't do it. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, cool. You're going to get a whole lot of followers and all this stuff. And he said, don't do it. And we're like, why not? We was like, look, you know, I'm selling it. So I said, man, we're going to have the iPad. It's going to have the movie on the iPad so that when a person get it, it's already loaded with the movie. And it'll be great. And it'll have the it'll have the, the border break poster in the background. And it'll just yeah. be the border break. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I got this movie. And, the, yeah, yeah. and, movie he, and he said, Jesse, everybody that's going to sign up for that does not care about your movie. They care about the iPad. So you're not gaining movie fans. You're gaining fans of your movies. You're gaining Apple fans. And as soon as you get do the giveaway, and then you start talking about your movie, they're gonna burn. They're gonna. They don't care no more. They unless you're talking about another iPad giveaway. I yeah. said, oh wow. He's like that. You're marketing for Apple at that point. You're not marketing for your movie. So what did you do as far as like what, what like what was the marketing that that sustained instead of the iPad giveaway? We, 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 we did a trailer, and then we reworked the trailer. We, we showed it to a couple of uh, industry buddies, and they said, no, Jesse, it sucks. Here, do it again. Here's some ideas. No, for real. You know, and, 
in hindsight, they were absolutely correct. You know, I was like, oh, man, you can't tell me my, my trailer sucks. You, you suck. Know, I've been working, suck. Like, like you said earlier, I've been working on this all night. I ain't getting no sleep. What are you talking about? I don't this sleep over this trash ass trailer. This is perfect. What are you talking about? And then, uh, you know, he gave me some examples. He showed me. This is my friend Louis out in uh, L.A. And he showed me some examples, and we reworked it. And we took that trailer, which was way, way, way better. Now, if I redid it again, of course, it'd be better. But it was light, light years ahead of what I came up on my own. And so um, we took that trailer and we just did a countdown to the trailer. Did that convert better? Yeah, absolutely. It got. I mean, you know, in Houston at that time, Houston independent films was still a new thing, and we had we had every actor, everybody on the production crew. You're talking about thirty or forty people every day posting about this trailer that's coming out in two weeks wow. <laughs> and it's a countdown. Oh, we got four days. You know, this is now you see it all the time, you know, four days until the trailer drop, one day until the trailer drop. We but did this that like back in 2008. Yeah. 2008, 2009. We're doing. Oh, wow. Okay. So you were yeah. really taking advantage of Twitter marketing. Like when, uh, noise wasn't as bad. I mean, it's yeah. really yeah. hard. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a movement on Twitter yeah. in the past. I mean, unless it's a meme, that's the only thing yeah. I see on there. Memes yeah. and, Funny videos from TikTok, and and that actually did, you know, in my opinion, they did a better job as far as getting, you know, getting the noise up about the film. It might actually did a better job. <laughs> it might actually hurt the film. Just what, and what I mean by that is, you know, the 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 anticipation is so high for it that mm-hmm. it's like the Dre Detox app, you know. Oh, it's too much hype. So high, it's like, well, they, you know, when you see it, it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's good, but. Dang, I've been waiting two weeks for this. You know, yeah. I don't know. You know, that's you know. Um, but I think it worked, and, and we try we try to keep track of that whenever we try to keep that mindset, whatever we're marketing, because it's easy to just see and say, man, you know what? If I said A, B, and C right now, I know this will go. Mm-hmm. But if it's not see, like, what they're doing, you know, you got to just say, hey, that's what they're doing, and hopefully it works for them. You know. It appears so like it might work on, but what's something not. that someone can use, I guess, like a, a barometer to keep them on track instead of being like, well, you know what? I'm going to give away um, Chick-fil-A coupons or Starbucks coupons because they know that's what the people that might be fans want. And they're coming for the Chick-fil-A coupons and the you know Starbucks coupons. Like, What is a way to figure out what would work with your within your brand? Um, listen to what we're saying right now. <laughs> but if you still had the urge to do it, go do it. Try it. <laughs> you know, if you you know if you if you have a iPhone app that you're creating, you know, for productivity, and you're like, but man, if I give away Chick Fil A coupons, I know a lot of people are gonna come and sign up for my app. Okay, try it. I'm we're telling you right now, it's not gonna work because you what you're doing is you're getting Chick Fil A. Uh, Fans. You're not you're not getting your loyal fans that, that not, need to. They don't care about your product because you're selling another product. You know, it's not a it's that's not cross promotion. It's, it seems like it's an illusion of cross promotion, but it's not cross promotion. You what you have has nothing to do with Chick Fil A. Leave it alone. That's Chick Fil A. They they've done that. You know. Um, now, if Chick Fil A is pushing you, come on now, Chick Fil A only pushes Chick Fil A. But even then, you know, it's. It has to work, man. It has to make sense. And it's tempting. It's like I said, it's real tempting to say and go off and do things that you know will probably work as far as getting you the numbers. Did you, uh, I'll use an example. You saw the, um, I forgot her name. She was doing a, I think it was a fashion brand or something. 
And she talked about it, how she put so much money into her lunch. She put so much money and time into her lunch, and she had so many likes and followers on Instagram. And then when she released it, like, she barely made $250. Oof. And she had, like, millions of followers. You know, this is Instagram, Twitter, like, she's, she barely, she barely made her money back. And that's actually what got her more following. It was that she was candid about it, open to say, man, y'all, I put so much time and effort into my marketing and not really my product. And, I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing it, but she just came yeah. to her That's how I found out about it, was her saying, man, I bombed. <laughs> I and bombed. Major. I barely made $250. Because yeah. her launch wasn't associated to what she was actually trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. It was all on. I mean, it was, it was the stuff that gets people to want to follow you. Mm-hmm. But they, but this was a brand where she's trying to sell something to somebody, and she wasn't putting the product out in front. She was putting out lifestyle and other kind of tricks. At the end of the day, they're losing, and so um, that's you know, as far as advertising, build an audience, build an audience that true. Uh, it's gonna take a time. It's gonna take time, you know. Mm-hmm. But stay true to your audience, and the more people that are that, the more true fans you have, the more that they will bring more true fans to the table. You know, stay like true to your fans. Yeah, stay true to your fans. Stay, to, stay true to your product. Stay true to your product. And I like then that. Stay true to the market. It, it's a it's a relationship. You can't just want to hurry up and try to build it. Everybody wants it. You know, we done stuff, man. We put money into to to, to YouTube ads, which actually no, it actually did pretty well. Oh, okay. Yeah, on an aspect, it it went pretty well. Um, it didn't give us what we wanted, but it, it gave us something else. I know I'm being vague. Maybe I need to be specific. Did it convert um, against emails or what? No, it didn't convert to email. So we did we did a YouTube ad campaign, and mm-hmm. you know it's the same thing. You you want when you turn that ad those ad, that that campaign on, you want to start seeing those emails coming in from sales. Yeah, and that didn't happen at all. Yikes! We didn't see anything. Now, good thing was this was YouTube's money. They they gave us, you know, they give you oh they give you like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, so we yeah. was like, oh, let's burn. No, 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 we did <laughs> we did pretty good with it. You know, we we didn't just blow it off at one time, but um, we didn't see any sales. But what we did see was an influx of subscribers. Wow, which was like, you know, I man, I hate this is one thing. You know, I, I can't say I hate it, but I really, 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 I don't like, I don't like. I don't like the funnels where um, you have to build a YouTube audience, right? Mm-hmm. And then once you build that YouTube audience, then you got to turn around and convert those into people to get on your email list. Mm-hmm. And then once you get them on your email list, then you got to try to convert them into the actual customers. You know, I, I don't like that process. That seems to be I like want... the basic funnel, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and you got to give away free content to get the email. Once you get the email, then you just... Hit them up constantly and ask them, do they want to buy from you? I mean, yeah, it I seems to be working. I, I, I never, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But is it just seem disingenuous? No, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, you know, I want to win. I want to hit the grand slam. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to make a hit, get on first base, and another hit, get on second, another hit. I don't want to take the steps. But I you said, I mean, run. you said previously, you got to build the relationship. Yeah, and it's, so that seems so, like like that's yeah. a relationship. It's like the first one is is, that is exactly check out my YouTube video, which is hi. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, what's your email? Let me get your phone number, girl. Yeah. And then this third one, you know, is let me hey, let me follow you up. And then when you finally, you know, 
bye. It's home run, right? Grand slam. And, and that's so I'm giving you the inside to say, man, that is exactly how it is. And can't skip a step. You can't. You gotta build here. You know, like once again, I'm waiting for. I want the second you see an ad, you go through the whole funnel in one one moment. Everybody wants even though, that. Even though we set it up so that it's not, so that it yeah, is safe. Yeah. You set the funnel up for a reason, but still in the back of your mind, you want to go viral. Yes. You, you know, you want, to, you want to wake up and, got, you know, have a thousand sales that night. Like, 7,000 sales. Yeah. You want yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you know, want that dopamine hit. You can get that, but that's once you have that audience. You have to have a large enough audience so that when you make that announcement, you get those sales. You know, so back to the full circle that we started with: build the audience first. If you can, build an audience, nurture them, invest in them. They'll 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 be there for life. You know, that's the only way to beat out the big boys. You know, there's a lot of competition out here. You know, people say, "Hey, there's no competition in my market." I'm like, yeah, it is. Because you're you're competing for somebody's money, mm. right? You're competing for a dollar, or ten dollars, or a hundred dollars, whatever it is. And Apple wants that money too. Apple, <laughs> wants that money. yeah, you know, somebody the wants that money. Store wants that money. The light, the light company wants that money. Everybody's competing for the dollar. So you are, you have to compete. How do you compete with the big boys? Your audience has to trust you way more than they trust them, and they'll make some room for you. They will. And so we've seen it. We've seen it work on, on small scales. And now, you know, with that, all right, let's scale it up. And that's what we're working on. This man is dropping gems over here. God damn. <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 I'm gracious, man. I'm gracious. Yeah, you, yeah you're giving this is a master class. <laughs> I'm not even joking. This is really good. Hey, hey, it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> believe Right, I'm going to ask one more question. I'm going to ask one more question. And then uh, I want people to like, you know, you give your social medias or, you know, what do you want them to check out? Yeah. yeah. Um, my last question is creatively, what uh, scares you? Like uh, what? Creative what scares me. Yeah. Um, Nothing, Jordan. What are you talking about? Nothing scares me creatively, man. I'm not just playing. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> right? no, no, I ain't no, no, scared no. of nothing. I ain't scared of nothing creatively. You know, <laughs> no. What are you talking about? Um, creatively, um, does failure scare you? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's always there. It's always a, it's always a possibility. You know, mm-hmm. but that's part of the drive is to know that. Would I would I get too deep into it? No, nah, let's go deep. Let's do it. So. You know, I always, I use this example a lot. I used to use it with Steve. You know Steve. You remember Steve? Yeah, Steve. I use it with him. I use it with a lot of people to say, think about Will Smith. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does it take? How much energy and work and time, not just from Will Smith, but from everybody involved on the planet, how much energy goes into the world recognizing that name, Will Smith? I know it's just two hella basic names, Will Will and and Smith. Smith. It is like the most American name. Yeah. I'm surprised Will Smith is a black man, to be honest with you. It sounds like a really old white dude. Oh, this is Will Smith. He owns this cottage in this plantation over here. That's Will Smith. (laughs) Right? Doesn't it? I mean, it's like a president. Go back to the Mexican. Go back to the Mexican. You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just sounds like a really old. It sounds homogenized. This doesn't have a perfect word to put it. This doesn't have to do with what we're just talking about right now, but Will Smith. Yeah. How many Washingtons do you know that are European? People that have the last name Washington that are European. Pale skin. 
How many people you know? Uh, Denzel. I mean, <laughs> but he's not your friend. You know, no, I know, I know, no, I know, I know. I was, now, how many Washington do you know of? I was. Th- I mean, I know a lot of people with the last name Washington, but I I'm trying to think of do I know like any white people with the last name Washington? So think about George Washington and say, well, where did George Washington get his name from? I don't know dictionary. That's man. a theory. I don't know about. I don't know about fact, but it's just just one of those thoughts. <laughs> you let me one pull day. up my dictionary. One day, yeah, one day I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into that. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. And say, man, what? You don't know anybody with that last name. You know, and that wasn't my original thought. You know, somebody else had posed that question. And I was Still, like, oh, wow, you know, you're right. You know, so is that is Will Smith? Does is that a European name? <laughs> we got off topic, bro. I know. All right, all right. You put that at the beginning. Put that at the beginning. <laughs> I'm gonna put that as like a clip that's in the show, and then just like not leave it in the show at all. <laughs> what about the Will Smith part? Yeah, all right, no. So Will Smith, yeah. How much energy does it take? To for the world to know that name, whether you like him or not, you Will Smith. If you recognize it, you talk about Tom. You talking about, yeah, you talking about a strong will. And I'm talking about like willpower. You talking about mm-hmm. a strong will. You talking about Will Smith had a strong, powerful will. Nothing would stop him, even in failure. He failed and he kept moving to the point where you don't even see the failures, you know. And so, with all that being said, that's kind of how I deal with failure. You know, I know it's always there. It's always a possibility. But the only way I can fail is if I let it win. You know, if it's if 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 you want to create an app, let's let's go with the whole productivity app. If you want to create a productivity app and there's another company that opposes that. They don't want you to create that. They don't want that to win. The winner is going to be the person who has the strongest will, who says, no, I'm going to make this work. You know, so if 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 your competition if opposing force, anything, you know, it could be life. You know, we give a lot of credit to life. If life gets in the way, what's stronger, you know, the circumstance or your will to, to push through? And, you know, so that's how I deal with fear. Like I said, the fear is there. It's always there. Or did I do this right? Can I do it better? You know? And so that's why we get it done, push it out, finish it, step back, analyze it, and then see what we can do to improve on it as quick as possible. You know, that way, even if you do fail, it's not really a failure. It's like, man, I'm not even finished with that. What are you talking about? Relax, man. I'm coming out with something next month. Chill out. Yeah, you go mindset. hustle up and <laughs> fix it up, you know? Yeah, I love that mindset of being able to, you know, like looking at your work is not finished. Even when it is finished, being like, I can always go in and improve it. So say like, I don't know, just an example, like you write a book and you're like, this book is, you know, it comes out, it doesn't come out as good as you want it to. Just say, well, it's the first of a series, and the second one's going to be better, or the third one's going to be better, or the fourth one's going to be better. But just constantly releasing books rather than just getting stuck on that first book, and you just throw it in the trash because you don't think it's good enough. Because you won't never get good. I, I'll mm-hmm. use this last example. Um, I know you got time. You got time strength. You 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 heard of Tobey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the artist. Man, I tell everybody when I when I talk about him, I was like, man, if y'all heard Tobey when he first started, you know. Mm-hmm. And I might meet, meet the guy one day, hey, I'll stand true to this. I thought it was garbage. I was like, what? This is, this is what, why is this dude rapping? What How long ago doing? did you hear him? That was three years ago. It was only three years ago. But I mean, only, what he was doing, the uh, Twisted Sundays, I think he calls it? I think it was before that. It was before oh, that. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I actually heard him through a friend. He did. Um, I, had, I heard him through a friend. Um, 
And so once I saw I saw the music video and I was just like, oh, this dude's garbage. You know, oh, okay, whatever's another one of them. I did. Yeah, you thought he was another rapper. He was. He was yeah. another rapper. <laughs> he was just another rapper. He wasn't but, like really saying anything. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm just asking. He, he wasn't really saying concert. anything, or what was, was the just, content like? Was the content was del- different? It was delivery. It was content. It was just it. It wasn't. If you heard it, Jordan, you'd be like, oh, no, nah, he's whatever. Right. But it's, sometimes it takes time to creatively find yourself. He knew that. Yeah. He knew that. And that's the same mentality here is to say, do everything you can to put your best foot forward and know you're going to keep improving, keep improving. So then I pretty you know, that's something I didn't even know his name. I heard it as like, oh, whatever. Then two, three years later, you know, um, I forgot I saw a post or something and dude's going hard. And I look and I say, oh, that's that same guy from, I say, whoa. And that's I was like, oh, story. That's, 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 that's a flute. So I go listen to some more stuff. And I'm like, whoa, this brother is going in. He shut you down, huh? I he thought, hey, man, look, hey, man, he made me a believer. And I, that's I'm never, dope. I'm never too big to say, no, no, no. Man, I tell my wife, like, man, I use him as an example, even for her music. I was like, hey, let's put our best foot forward, uh-huh. sit back and lie, and go in for round two. Let's go in for round three. You got to know that you're going to get better. That's the only way to get better. You know, is to constantly put it out there, get market feedback, and then go back, go back in the lab. Yeah, I look at those BMX um, riders and people that do, you know, that's doing all these tricks on in on ski slopes and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. they're going down a the mountain, they're turning up doing triple tucks and all kind of crap, making up stuff. But you yeah. get what I'm saying? They're doing triple all the tucks. Stuff. And I always look at it, and I just only thing I say is, man, how did you get good at that? How many uh, times you have to brush your tail? Yeah, <laughs> you're able to just jump and land. You know, see, you got respect for the you have I respect see. for the grind, though. For the process, yeah. The yeah. process, yeah. You have respect for the you process, yeah. yeah. And so I, people look at the end result and go, "Oh man, I want to do that," but they're not willing to learn how to do an ollie or not an ollie, but what is it? What's the, what's the pull up bar thing? It's not an ollie. I'm thinking man. of skateboard. <laughs> skateboard, man. You know, right now if I got on skateboard, I could probably go a little bit before I kind of wobble. You know, maybe I fall off and bust my head wide open. You know, yeah, that's why we wear a helmet. Yeah, helmet. You know but it, it's a thing of I know going out there, I'm not gonna fool myself and think I'm gonna do some crazy, um, some crazy tricks off the top, you know. But if that's something that I desire to do, I have to commit to the whole process. Most people don't. They want the quick win, and it's like you're gonna mm-hmm. have bunch of swings. You're gonna miss a lot of pitches before you ever just tap the ball. You know, commit to the process and then begin. Process, yep. So Jesse, um, you said that this is your second platform. What was a uh, what was the first platform, and what did you learn from it? Well, the first platform we did was a Tai Chi platform. Um, we realized early that that there's a huge audience for Tai Chi around the world, um, and especially in America, uh, they just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge need for it. Let me say it that way. Uh, and so, with us knowing that, we we start digging in and we start creating the we create a platform. And to give you an idea, we had to learn how to translate the technical aspect of, in this aspect, um, in this sense, Tai Chi, technical terms or jargon or stuff like that. And we have to translate it into what the people are actually looking for. You can't expect them to just jump aboard of what you're saying and get it. They're not. They're not going to even search for it. They're not even checking for what you're saying. An example was um, there's a there's a form. Tai Chi form. Tai Chi is a meditative um, movement. It's a it's a uh, it's a martial arts, but it's more for mindfulness. And there's a form, which is a certain set of movements that you do. 
and um, one of them is called Wudong, um, Wudong Mountain, eighteen four in Tai Chi. I think I said it wrong, but forgive me. But at the end of the day, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. And when we created everything around that that form, that's what we're labeling: Wudong Mountain, eighteen four in Tai Chi, da 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 da, such such and such. And then what you come to realize is, no one goes on Google and says. How do I do Wudong Mountain 18 for Tai Chi? No one searches for that. Mm-hmm. No one's even checking for Tai Chi. Not in America. Oh, okay. No one's saying, hey, I want to learn more about Tai Chi. All right? It hasn't caught on yet. No, it hadn't. It hadn't. Um, there's, there's, a, there's something called three conscious corrections, which is simply stopping, observing your breath. Well, no, first observe, observing how are you standing? How are you sitting? Adjusting your posture. Then adjusting your breath. How are you breathing? Breathing fast, breathing slow. Okay, adjust it. Then adjusting your mind. And that's a standard Tai Chi um, sequence that you do all the time to help help yourself. Well, guess what? No one's checking for that. No one's saying, how do I, how do I improve my three conscious correction? No one. Because they don't even know what a three conscious correction is. Like, I just learned that right now. Yeah. But you know what people are always checking for? Anxiety, stress, relief. How do I not kill my boss the next time he flips out on me? Ah. Use three conscious correction to calm yourself in the middle of that. Yeah. So you get through it without flipping out on. So you lead with the, so you want to kill your boss. He's making (laughs) you work double time. Don't do it. This is how. Don't do it. Three ways. I've got the solution for you. Three ways three to not wig out. <laughs> three, here, here are three ways to not wig out. Yeah. On your boss tomorrow at work. You know, I mean, that's a headline. It's a crappy one, but you get where it goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so when you you're saying that, that the, then yeah. you teach them three. And you don't. You still don't even say three conscious corrections until the end. Until they say, "Oh, that worked. Oh, that, that that sounds cool." Then you say, "Hey, this is actual ancient technique in Tai Chi. You know, Chinese use it all the time. It's called three three conscious corrections." So that's a technique that you learn for getting your content in front of people who didn't even know that they needed your content. Trans- yeah, they need it. And you know they need it. That's the main yeah. reason why you're doing it. But you have to translate. You got to talk in their language. You so you're solving out. their problems with your product. That's it. Because they, I mean, there's a, for that example, how do I not wig out on my boss, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different options and solutions. You know, leave the room, pop a pill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a... a I don't even know what that would breathe. Be. I'm sure yeah, well, breathing is one of them, you know, but there's so many different options. <laughs> don't so want to get triggered. Options. Yeah, you know, but no one knows the Chai Chi's option, so you just slide it into them. You just sneak it in and say, hey, this can work. And it doesn't take any medicine. It doesn't take anything. It just takes your, you mm. in five seconds. Five seconds and you will be able to, or, you know, how do you get rid of that, um, how you deal with corporate tunnel at your workstation? Do this for 15 minutes and your corporate tunnel will disappear for the day. You know, oh, that's wow. a headline. Do this for 15 minutes at your desk and your corporate tunnel will disappear. Your, your wrist pains will disappear. So how did that uh, venture go for you? I went well. Um, it went well. I ended up um, having to move on to Mexico. Um, it's still there. It's still, still growing. It's still doing its thing. What's the name of it? It's called Me Time 24-7. 24 7. Hmm. Good time 24-7. And you still so, adding content? I'm not. I'm not. We we've actually we got another team member on there and he's handling that. And you know, they pretty much 
I got it started and they're taking it further. So, you know, I'm proud of that, you know. And so now I can dedicate all my time to Amexum and, and to the future platforms. But translating, that's, and we have to do it at every, we have to do it for Amexum. We're doing it right now. We're literally saying, wait a minute, we can't talk about higher self, lower self. We can, but mm-hmm. who checks for higher self? You know, no you one's know what your higher, that. You know what your higher self is. No if if it's higher, it's because of weed. It has nothing to do with exactly. more science. That's completely opposite. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. What's we the got, higher self? Yeah, people are like, oh, that means God. the edibles are hitting right. Yeah, and so it's the thing of just say, well, wait a minute, you know, let's talk about decision making. Mm-hmm. How do you make better decisions in life? You know, you have life changing decisions you have to make. How do you make it? And we teach them. And then at the end, we say, hey, that's using your higher self. As using something spiritual that you have that you just got to tap into, you know, stop asking your friends and stuff like that. Tap it to yourself. Um, and learning how to translate is a, that's a skill that I'm learning. It's hard, man. Cause you just want to go in and say, rah, 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 whatever the jargon is. Mm-hmm. And just how to translate it for your customer. You have to. Yeah. 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 That's brilliant. So, all right. I mean, that's beautiful. That's notes all I have, Jordan. I got that's it. all I have. What more do you want from me? No, 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 no. It's good, man. I love it. Um, yeah, um, can how can the people um, reach out to you? I mean, I know we can. They can uh, look up a Mexum. I mean, spell that for the people so they can find it. A Mexum. A M E X E M dot com. A Mexum dot com. Um, that's that's one of the platforms. Um, me, I'm. Look up Jesse Young, third L. So that's J E S S E Y O U N G, the number three R D E L. You look that up on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter. I'm barely on Twitter, but I'm there. And Instagram, you, look <laughs> up, um, you can find me. I'll put his uh, information in the show notes, so no, no, no worries. So, uh, did you have any closing words? Um, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm always like, a little man. I like to talk about you. No, I have nothing. I've said I have everything. nothing to add. I have said everything that is needed to be said. I have given you everything. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> it's more, but you'll have to earn it. <laughs> All right. Well, no, you no, can no, look no. him up on a Mexum and I'll put the I'll put his social media in the show notes and you can just go from there. Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.